Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. If this is your first time streaming one of my episodes, the Pearls and Pearls is all about sharing pearls of wisdom with you, as well as highlighting some of the perils and challenging situations that we all go through in life, whether that's through my personal life or one of my wonderful guests. Now stay tuned as we get into the topic of today. I have been marinating over the topic of today for the last couple of weeks, but I wasn't quite sure how to fix my ideas and my words into an episode, but here we are today. I wanna speak more about upgrading your lifestyle and improving your quality of life. This is something that most of us want to do. Most of us want to improve our lifestyle. We want to improve our quality of life. And quite often that costs money. Quite often that means we need to make different financial decisions in order for that to be a reality. But something that I think we really need to be careful of is that we don't fall into the trap of lifestyle inflation, which I will speak a little bit more on throughout this episode. If you live in the UK, you probably would have already seen this already on the news, or if you haven't already, I'm here to let you know. The rate of inflation in the UK is currently sitting at about 9%. This is the highest it's been in 40 years. This is the highest it's been in my whole lifetime, and I'm sure for many of us, this is the case if you're under 40. And it's absolutely crazy to think that inflation is currently sitting at 9%. For you to get an idea of, you might be thinking, is that really a bad thing? What does that really mean? Inflation in simple terms is the rate at which costs of services and goods are increasing. So 9% is a lot. The Bank of England has a target rate at which they aim that inflation should be, which is actually 2%. So if you think about the fact that inflation is currently sitting at 9%, it's almost five times that target rate and that is exceptionally high. The cost of living is definitely the highest I've ever seen in my lifetime. Even though when I was younger and I lived at home, I didn't really pay attention to the reality of life. But I can truly see the effects of inflation. When I go grocery shopping, I can see the difference in the prices. Or if the price is the same, I can see that the amount that you're actually getting is less. So it's so much more clear that inflation is really at an all-time high. And unfortunately, it's most likely going to continue to increase over the course of this year. So this is why I really wanted to touch on this topic. Of course, we cannot control inflation. There's nothing that we can do as normal people to control inflation. But what we can do is control our lifestyle inflation. So lifestyle inflation is pretty much the idea that as you improve your lifestyle, as you increase your income, you also increase your expenses. And I don't know about you, I know that I'm definitely guilty of this or have been guilty of this, should I say. In the past, as I got a pay rise, as I got a new job, as I got more money, (laughs) my tendency would be to upgrade my lifestyle. You know, I'd, I'd spend more money, I'd go out more, I'd treat myself more. And for me, quite often, my treat is usually me buying something or going somewhere, effectively me spending money. But over the last three years, I've really learned to kind of shift this mindset. It's so easy to fall into the trap of lifestyle inflation. It's so easy as you get a new job, as you increase your income, as you get that pay rise or bonus or whatever the case may be, or even as your expenses decreases, it's so easy for you to then think, oh, let me just start spending more money. Over the last three years, I've really made a conscious effort to prevent myself from falling into these traps. And I can see a massive difference in my finances as a result of this. Leveling up is great, improving your lifestyle, improving your quality of life are good things. There's nothing wrong with having a desire for that to be a reality. 
But I think it's very important for us to pace ourselves. It's very important for us to have a proper plan in place so that we prevent ourselves from getting ourselves into that hamster wheel that many people are on. So many people are confined by lifestyle inflation and they don't really realize it. It's so easy for us to live our above our means or even at our means. It's great to be in a position in your finances where you're able to save, where you're able to invest. And these sort of things are made possible when you are living below your means. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to earn a lot of money in order to be able to save and invest, but you definitely have to be at a place in your finances where you are living beyond your means. And unfortunately, this is not the case for everyone, but we're going to get into it in this episode. So upgrading your lifestyle. What are some of the common ways that we commonly change or things that we do in order to upgrade our lifestyle? Well, typically when we're thinking of leveling up, bettering ourselves, sometimes we reflect this in our wardrobe. So maybe you you regularly go shopping or you buy clothes from a certain place or a certain brand because it represents the lifestyle you want to live. But what you have to think to yourself is, can I truly afford the things that I'm paying for? There's nothing wrong with buying designer. If that's something that you like, feel free, go ahead. It's your money, do what you want. Something you have to ask yourself is, can I truly afford this? If you're having to put every single purchase that you make, whether it's clothes or jewelry on credit, can you truly afford that thing you're buying? Of course, sometimes let's say you're buying a lot of things online and you don't want to return. You may use something such as Klarna or another option of buy now, pay later for that reason. But a lot of the time, that's not the case. Sometimes it's because you may see something you like, you don't have the funds in your account. And so you fall into that trap of using those buy now, pay later services. I have my own opinion on that. And at the end of the day, personal finance is personal for a reason, right? I'm here to share my opinion and you can take what applies to you and whatever doesn't, you can discard it. What Everything I'm gonna say, take it with a pinch of salt, it is my opinion. If you find that you're someone who's constantly using buy now, pay later to fund your lifestyle, to fund those things that you want to have, to have this level up lifestyle, you've got to think to yourself, why? The fact that you have to rely on those sources in order to be able to buy that thing, that shows that you can't afford it. And unfortunately, I think the problem with this level up lifestyle mentality sometimes is that we're trying to do it at a pace that we can't actually sustain. Now, like I said, and I want to make it clear, there's nothing wrong with wanting to upgrade your lifestyle. I want to upgrade my lifestyle. I want to have a better quality of life. But I understand that I have to pace myself. If I don't pace myself and if I'm constantly giving into instant gratification, I'm going to make a lot of very bad decisions when it comes to my finances. And that leads me to the next thing. Let's talk about cars. A lot of people are driving beautiful cars, not always beautiful cars per se, but a lot of people are driving cars that they can't afford, whether it's maintaining the car as in petrol and insurance, etc., or even keeping up with your finance payments. It's so easy for you to fall into the trap of buying a car or getting a car out on finance that you truly can't afford month on month. And again, this goes back to pacing yourself. I know that sometimes it can be difficult, especially when you're surrounded by people that may have the lifestyle that you want to have. You may be friends with people who earn a lot more money than you, or perhaps they have more resources than you do, or family help and support that you might not have. And it's so easy. As much of as much as a lot of us don't like to admit how influenced we are by others, the reality is a lot of us are influenced by others. A lot of us sometimes do feel insecure when it comes to financial matters, when you make that comparison between your life and other people. 
if you're in a position where everyone around you is buying a home and you still live at home or maybe you're still renting, it's so easy for you to also feel like the odd one out, for you to feel like you're being left behind. And again, this is where pacing yourself comes back into it. You've got to pace yourself because otherwise you're going to find yourself stuck in a cycle of keeping up with everyone else, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Kardashians and you do not have the Kardashians money. And (laughs) this is why I really want to emphasize how important it is for us to pace ourselves. And this isn't just applicable to financial decisions and money moves, but also other things in life as well. It's so easy for us to do things prematurely because we feel like everyone else is doing it or we feel like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this too. Oh, everybody has a side hustle. So I need to have a side hustle too. Everyone's starting a business. I need to start a business too. Everybody's in a relationship. I need to find me someone too. It's so easy for us to make decisions with these sort of things in mind. And quite often, it's quite subtle. We don't flat out think, oh, everyone's doing so I need to do it. But sometimes subconsciously, our actions start to align with those little thoughts that we have in our minds that we don't truly check and address. And we can all fall victim of this, but it's important, like I said, for us to pace ourselves. It's important to visualize, to write down what you want, to have your goals, have your goals and make sure you make those goals clear. But remember, sometimes you need to pace yourself. And pacing yourself isn't going at the pace everyone else is going at. It's going at your pace. It's going at a pace that isn't going to be detrimental, one, to your well-being, two, to your credit, <laughs> three, to your own financial well-being. It, that is what going at your pace looks like. It's not necessarily going to be the same as your friend or your family. It's another area that people often fall into the trap of overspending on or getting themselves into a position where they've taken on this financial obligation that they can't truly afford in real terms is when it comes to your housing situation, whether it's renting or buying. Sometimes people in an effort to move out, especially young people (laughs) or those in their 20s or even sometimes in their their late teens, you want to move out, you want to have your independence, you want to get out of your parents' house. And I know sometimes that's for different reasons. Sometimes people live in a very toxic home environment and you want to get out, you want to escape. I totally understand the sentiments of that. But It's so important for you to ensure that your housing situation is one you can truly afford. It's so easy to find a beautiful place, or might not necessarily be beautiful if it's in London, find a place that you're renting, but you can't afford the rent. And then you're kind of stuck in this hamster wheel of, you're trying to keep up with the lifestyle, you're trying to afford this beautiful home or this home or this um, independence, but deep down your pockets are not able to sustain that. And this is where it's so easy to then start to rely on other forms of credit, such as your credit card or always constantly dipping into your overdraft each month just to be able to make ends meet. It's so easy. On paper, you may think, oh yeah, I can definitely afford that. But one thing that I've learned with time is before I commit myself to any financial obligation, I'm going to go to the drawing board and I'm going to look at my budget. I'm going to look what my current expenses are. Before I take anything else on, I want to look at what is my disposable income based on what I currently have now. It's easy to think, oh, it's only extra 100, 200, 300, 400, etc. But you have to think, can I really afford that extra based on where I'm at right now? And sometimes we don't think about that in the moment. You're just thinking about the situation. You're just thinking about the fact you want to get out from where you are. You want to level up. You want to improve your lifestyle. Or maybe you're even trying to escape something. So then you don't truly go through those pros and cons. And it's the same with buying a house. 
there's a lot of people that you want to get on the property ladder, myself included. But one thing I'm not going to fall into the trap of is buying a house I can't afford to upkeep. It's one thing to buy the house, you know, to share with your friends and family that you've made it, you've got your your foot on the property ladder, you maybe might even do a little post on your social media about it. But it's another thing to really be able to afford the house you've bought. And so many people end up buying houses that may be beautiful, maybe their dream home, may not even be to be fair, but they end up buying homes that they can't truly afford month on month. It's easy to just think about the payment, but you have to think about the other factors, the other expenses that may come with that purchase that you're trying to make. And this is where a lot of people fall into that lifestyle inflation trap. You get that pay rise and now you think, oh, okay, let me upgrade my car. Let me upgrade the places I shop. <laughs> I'm not going to Aldi no more. Let me go to M&S. Let me go to Waitrose. So it's so easy for us to just make those subtle changes in our lifestyle, which can make such a big difference long term. And like I said, making those changes, there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead and make it, but ensure that you're pacing yourself at a pace you can truly afford to pace yourself at. Let's talk about holidays. I know I may step on some toes with this one. <laughs> Most of us, we wanna travel. We wanna travel as often as possible. If I had the funds to, I would be traveling every single month. Make it, maybe not every month, because I feel like that would be a lot of plane time. But let's say every three months, my dream is to be able to travel, whether it's to see my family, to go to a new place. I want to have the funds where I'm able to do that comfortably without owing anyone, without having to worry about it, without needing to pay for the holiday when I get back from it. That's where my vision is, right? And the fact of the matter is most of us, we want to travel. We want to go on holiday. But it's important for you to ensure before you book that holiday, you've got to think, can I really afford this holiday? I know I think I deserve this holiday. I know I really want to go on this holiday, but can I truly afford it? There are so many people that they went on a holiday in 2016, they're still paying for that 2016 holiday now. And it's so easy for you to think, oh, I'll just use my credit card and pay it back later. And then you find that you continue to get into that pattern and that cycle that you're so used to living above your means that you don't know what life is like actually living beyond it. I'm not saying you should be super frugal to the point that you don't do anything nice for yourself, you don't treat yourself, you don't buy anything nice. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you should be intentional with your money, that you should be realistic with your current budget, whatever that looks like. Because if you're simply measuring by what you feel like you deserve and what you want, it's very dangerous because sometimes you can make decisions based on your impulse, based on your emotion, and not actually based on your reality of what you can afford right now. Now your right now doesn't have to be your life in five to 10 years time. It could be different a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. And that's gonna be based on the financial decisions you're making now. If you think about cases where people have been in debt for a long time or they've managed to accrue a huge amount of debt, a lot of the times this happened over a period of time. It wasn't just one bad financial decision. Sometimes it was a couple of different things, a couple of loans here and there, a couple of things that they bought on credit or maybe they borrowed money from family members. And over time that all accrued to form a very big debt. It took time for that to happen. And it's also the same with bad habits. They take time to build and equally they take time to destroy and rebuild new habits. And so, yes, you may feel like you deserve that holiday and you probably do, but you've got to think, can I truly afford it right now? And like I said, your right now doesn't have to be your forever, 
But the decisions you're making right now is truly going to impact how things are going to be for you a year from now and even further. And it's similar with experiences. It's similar with restaurants and other things that you may want to do for leisure. You've got to think, am I going at my pace? Am I going at the pace that my money allows me to go? Or am I overdoing it? Am I, you know, trying to keep up with a lifestyle that I can't truly afford right now? And I know for those in their 20s, that especially the early 20s or those in university, you know, 18, 19, this is one of those crucial ages where we often pick up bad habits. A lot of the clients that I've worked with started to pick up bad habits in university, started to pick up bad habits when they moved out and they were living on their own and they found themselves relying a lot on credit in order to fund their lifestyle, in order to keep up with their friends, in order to keep up appearances. And this has then carried with them into their late 20s, 30s and for some people even beyond that. So these years are crucial. If you're someone that you can relate to that, maybe you're at that age range, the decisions you're making right now are crucial. It might not seem that important, but it is. Equally for someone, let's say in the 30s, 40s, 50s, the decisions you're making right now are also crucial because they're gonna affect your ability to be able to retire comfortably later on. Inflation right now is at 9%. And that what that tells me is that who knows what the cost of living is gonna be in 20 years from now. It's most likely going to be more expensive than it is now. So for me, thinking about my future, I recognize that I need to make sure I am making decisions financially that are going to be able to support my future self in 20 years time. When I'm in my 40s, I'm not going to necessarily have the energy and the the go-getter spirit. Actually, well, the spirit's going to be there, (laughs) but I'm not going to have the energy that I have right now. The energy to be able to do those all-nighters and really go hard. I'm not going to have that when I'm coming to my late 40s. And to think in 20 years time, I'll be in my late 40s, Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) But the point that I'm making is that I understand that if I want my late 40 year old me to be living a certain lifestyle, me right now in my 20s, I need to be making decisions that are going to lay the foundations for that. So what are some of the things that I'm doing? I'm making sure that I'm investing on a regular basis. I haven't invested much in my portfolio over the last few months, but I have been investing in something else. I've been saving towards a course that I'll be taking in two months time. And this course is gonna allow me to improve in my personal development, to improve in my skills, where I'm gonna learn something that's gonna help me to improve my business, improve my career, which in turn is also gonna help me to improve my finances and my capability to make even more money. So for me, so something I'm doing is laying the foundations for the lifestyle that I wanna live. Right now, myself and my husband, we really do aim to live below our means, and we do. We could spend a lot more money on ourselves and doing even nicer things, but if we were to do that now, it's gonna impede us from being able to do other things later. So for me right now, I'm finding that balance of enjoying the moment, you know, having fun. I always make sure that I budget for what I call my treat me budget. So each month we both allocate an amount to ourselves that we can spend on ourselves and do whatever we want with it. We also have a budget where we have for leisure that we normally spend together, whether that's going out for dates or doing something nice. But that particular amount right now is a lot less than what we can actually afford. We could afford to spend more, but that would mean that we'll be able to save less. That would mean we won't be able to invest as much money as we'd like to. So right now we're finding that healthy balance. We're using that delayed gratification, which is not easy, (laughs) but I know that is going to pay off. 
And at the same time, we're still enjoying, we're still making memories, we're still doing things, but it's really just about striking that balance. And unfortunately, a lot of us, we don't want to feel the pinch. We don't want to have that delayed gratification. We want it now. We want the clothes, the car, the house, the holidays, the experiences. We want it now. But the reality is, if you want to build a lifestyle, if you want to upgrade your lifestyle in a sustainable way, in a way that you're not going to later regret, you've got to pace yourself. There's nothing wrong with pace. So many of us, we want the high life and we're just trying to go fast. But it's okay to slow down and to go at your pace. Don't allow social media, friends, family, communities, people at work, whomever, to make you feel that you need to rush yourself or pressure you into making decisions for your life right now that you're not ready to make, that you know that deep down, it's not your time. Go at your pace. So let's talk a little bit more about managing lifestyle inflation. A couple of pointers that I want to leave with you to help you to manage lifestyle inflation is firstly affordability. Whenever you're making any financial decisions, always assess, can I truly afford it? Don't just think about the monthly payment, but look at your budget as a whole. If you're committing to an extra, whatever amount that is, how much less are you going to have in your budget? And is that amount going to be something realistic that you can manage monthly or yearly, whatever the case may be. So really think about your affordability. Don't allow these people to tell you, oh yeah, you can afford this extra thousand on your credit limit, (laughs) or you can afford this extra thousand payment. Can you really? Only you know your budget. Only you know what you can truly afford. So think about all those factors holistically, not just the monthly payment. And remember, just because you're eligible for something doesn't mean you can truly afford it. Secondly, reassess your goals. It's so important for us to have clear goals. I know that for some people, you may not necessarily be a goal-driven person or you may not have many goals. I don't think you need to have a million goals, but I do think it's important to have at least, let's say three or a few, a couple of goals that you have for each area of your life. And as we're speaking about finances, a couple of financial goals, clear ones. Everyone's goals will be different. And as a result, you need to adjust your lifestyle to the goals that you have. Thirdly, reassess your budget in line with your goals. This is the one most of us don't want to (laughs) do. We don't want to tighten the belt a little bit. We want to loosen it, right? But there's going to be times where we need to make sacrifices in order for us to achieve those goals that we want, in order for us to build a sustainable emphasis on the sustainable lifestyle that isn't gonna fall down like a house of cards. So reassess your budget in line with your goals. As you get that pay rise, as you change jobs, as your financial situation changes, reassess your budget in line with your goals. If you need to make some reductions and if you need to increase money that you're even spending on yourself, remember, align your budget with your goals. And the last one is comparisons. Be careful of comparisons. Be careful of comparing your lifestyle, what other people have, what others are doing to what you are doing. Remember, you are on your own journey. You know what your financial situation is. You know what your household income is. You don't know what so-and-so's household income is. They may even tell you a certain number or you may even think in your mind, but deep down, you don't know the nitty gritty of their finances. And this is why you should really, really err (laughs) on the side of caution when it comes to comparing yourself to other people. And I know it's cheesy. I know we always say it. I know it's easier said than done, but this is the reality. Be careful of comparisons because 
because this is often the factor that drives a lot of people to try to maintain lifestyles they can't afford. It's like that classic saying, trying to live a champagne lifestyle on a Coca-Cola budget. And it's so easy to live a lifestyle that's well beyond your means. Now, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you were able to take something away from some of the points that I shared. But I really want to end this episode saying that self-improvement and bettering your lifestyle is something that is good. Having that desire to want to better yourself and improve your lifestyle is a good thing. But be careful that you don't go at a pace that is beyond your means. Be careful that you don't fall into the trap of living above your means, of making financial decisions now that you're going to later regret. And if you're in a situation where you've already made those mistakes and you are at a point where you're kind of like, Peter K, you are speaking to me right now, this is my situation. It doesn't matter how bad your financial situation may seem, there is always a way out. There is always a solution. It may not necessarily happen in the time period that you want it to, but if you've got a plan in place and you steadily work towards that plan, you're going to be able to change your situation. If you want to learn how to manage your finances more effectively, book in a one-to-one coaching session with me. I'm going to put my details in the show notes, so head over to my website and you can find out more about the coaching sessions that I have on offer. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. If you have, feel free to share it with a friend or family member. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review. It would mean so much to me and it makes such a difference to the podcast. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I'll be back with you in the next episode where I will be joined by a special guest, one of my previous coaching clients who will be sharing her journey with money how she was able to change her relationship with money and better her finances. You do not want to miss the next episode. Until then, take care and I'll speak with you soon.